Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Let me talk about last night and welcome a special guest. Um... For my money, and I think most others who paid close attention yesterday, there were two exchanges that the president had with reporters uh, pertaining to Ukraine. And David Sanger, who's going to join me in just a sec, was involved in the second of them. The first contained the language of minor incursion. This was actually a Bloomberg reporter who asked a question of the president. You don't need to hear the question. You just need to hear the answer, because this is where he used those words. The idea that NATO is not going to be united, I don't buy. I've spoken to every major NATO leader. We've had the NATO-Russian summit. We've had other, the OSCE has met, et cetera. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine and that our allies. So he seems to green light, right? He seems to 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 say open for business to Vladimir Putin in Ukraine, so much so that very soon after the presser, Jen Psaki has to release a statement that says, if any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion and it will be met with a swift, severe and unlimited response and united response, pardon me, from the United States and our allies. But she added that the Russians have an extensive playbook of aggression short of military action, including cyber attacks and paramilitary tactics. And that those acts of Russian aggression will be met with a decisive, reciprocal and united response. What exactly does that mean? Well, David Sanger from The New York Times was then afforded an opportunity to question the president. And here's what the president told him. David, I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. And by the way, I've indicated to him the two things he said to me that he wants guarantees them. One is Ukraine will never be part of NATO. And two, that NATO or the there will not be strategic weapons stationed in Ukraine. Hence the page one above the fold story in today's New York Times and in media outlets all across the country. 
Biden expects Putin to order Ukraine attack, written by my guest, David Sanger. Hey, David, congratulations. It occurs to me that for someone who does what you do for a living, it gets no better than this. You stood up, you asked a question of the president of the United States. You then elicited the most interesting exchange of a two-hour press conference. And then to boot, you wrote the page one above-the-fold story in today's New York Times. Well, well, thanks, Michael. It's great to be with you uh, again. And, you know, that's, um, that's what we do at the New York Times. You're here to ask questions, try to elicit the best answers you can, and then try to make sense of it by shaking your notebook out and um, turning it into a story. But it was an interesting evening. Well, That's for sure. What did you make? I'm I'm particularly interested in the minor incursion language. What did you make of the president's response to your inquiry? You know, there's a great old phrase in Washington that a, a gaffe is saying something true in public in D.C. Um, and what the president gave voice to is something that I have heard many times in background or off the record sessions with different members of the administration, diplomats, so forth. And it essentially comes down to this, that um, Russia took Crimea, obviously, in 2014. Sanctions were imposed. Uh, The sanctions are still on. Russia's still in Crimea. Um, But uh, at the end of the day, they had taken a piece of land in a Russian-speaking part of the country, and... Europe was not about to go to full-scale economic hostilities with their supplier of of fuel over what many in Europe saw as um, an act that Putin certainly never should have done, but was different than the full-scale takeover of, of Ukraine. And so the question has been, if he expands those boundaries somewhat but stays within the Russian-speaking parts, is that worth this question? And that's been the debate inside uh, NATO. If he tries to invade the entire country and take over Kiev, I think that's going to force the full-scale kind of sanctions that the president has been threatening. But Putin may not want to take over the entire part of the country. He may not want to deal with the insurgency that would follow. He'd win. He'd take over. You know, his military would roll right through. But the Soviets learned in Afghanistan in the 1980s, and we learned later on what it's like to go deal with insurgencies in Afghanistan. So um, I thought his answer was actually pretty honest. Right. But surprising, it sounds like, to David Sanger, who asked the question, in that he would actually say it in the East Room of the White House. That's right. I did not expect he would say that. And there were two other notable features of his answer uh, to my question. First of all, it was an incredibly detailed laydown of where he thought Putin's head was, why he thought Putin felt that he was squeezed between China and the West, what Putin's insecurities were. It was actually a really interesting analytical look that told you that the president is deeply involved in this issue and deeply understands the regional dynamics. That's number one. Number two, he said something that I'm sure left the Ukrainians and many of the Europeans uh, incredibly uneasy because he exposed the internal debate 
that is underway. Um, you know, it reminded me more of what would happen when he was vice president, and we'd go see him in the um, uh, in the vice president's residence for sort of background, you know, dinner time conversation. And it was very much the old Biden. It was, you know, a deep analytical view of it. But when you're president, saying that in public has different consequences. And he learned that, and we've all been reminded of that. The third thing that really no, that I, I found interesting out of this was that even in the correction of his statements, they separated out cyber attacks and paramilitary activity as something that is what he really meant to say. In other words, that that's what might not trigger the full-on sanctions. Well, as a matter of trying to deter cyber attacks, something you and I have talked about before, Michael, I'm not sure I would want to say that a cyber attack would not necessarily lead to big big sanctions like this, because with cyber, he could cripple the whole country more effectively in some ways than he might be able to by sending in troops. Do you think, final question, do you think that because he said what he said in public, it might now alter the U.S. response to whatever Putin might do? Might he have changed the dynamics with a public disclosure? He may have, but he may have also forced NATO and others to now say an invasion is an invasion is an invasion, to right. use the words so that a senior State Department official uh, used with us. And, and actually hardened up the response to a small invasion by, by having to, to do this course correction and expose the divisions within NATO. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if he sort of uh, may have inadvertently led to a hardening of the position. Hey, one one uh, sort of rookie question. I, I'm just wondering about the dynamics of what we saw yesterday. I take it that there were questions asked of individuals like you where you were on the list and you knew you'd get your opportunity. And then when he decided he was going to stay longer, then it became more of a freestyle. Is that fair? I think that's right. I mean, I you know, uh, they know uh, who's going to be in the room. Um, I, I'm sure that uh, you know, they have a pretty good sense from the interests and, and what the different reporters write, what general topic areas they're likely to turn to. Um, he handled a big variety. I don't know why he stayed for nearly two hours, but I have a guess, Michael. Me too. And What's my, yours? My, my, my guess is that, um, you know, after reading all of these stories about how much is he on top of things, how old is he, and so forth, he wanted to show that he could stay right. up for two hours and take anything people were going to throw at him. Well, ironically, he, he was staying there for that long because of the very subject matter that the guy from Newsmax raised. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. And you know what? You know, he made a gaffe or two and all that. But boy, he handled an incredible variety of issues from voting rights to how he might chop up the Build Back Better plan to Ukraine. And, uh, you know, he certainly showed that he's given thought to all of these major issues. And, you know, if you compare it to press conferences that we were having uh, a little more than a year ago uh, with President Trump, uh, you know, there, there was a depth there, whether you agree with what Biden said or not, there was a depth 
of dealing with the issues that we hadn't seen in some time uh, in previous, in, you know, in the previous administration. Uh, and, you know, I think it showed you that, you know, Biden is engaged deeply in all these issues. You know, people can pick apart whether they agree with him or not, but he certainly showed he was on top of it. David, thank you so much. On top of your game, I must say, for all the reasons I mentioned at the outset, congratulations and thank you for allowing me to intrude on your day. Thanks so much, Michael. Always great to be with you. Call anytime. Thank you. That's David Sanger from the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, page one above the fold. He's the one who asked the question. So nice to have him immediately thereafter. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com, code SUPER24. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.